Hey everyone, it's Jonathan. Welcome to a brand new series on every version ever, or at least a continuation of a series that started even before this podcast. This month, we're covering Alice in Wonderland, and in addition to several new episodes, we're going to be looking back at a bunch of reviews I did during the early years of my YouTube channel, starting with a review that Sarah and I did in 2017. One of the first foreign adaptations that we covered was an episode of an anime called Manga Sekai Mukashi Binashi, and as always, I apologize for any potential and likely mispronunciation on my part. Jenna and I also talked about this one as part of our Alice in Wonderland anime episode that we did last year, and then that led to an episode we did last month covering a Little Women episode from the same series. This was probably one of the first quote-unquote weird Alices that Sarah and I watched, and we weren't that impressed at the time. And looking back, I think this animated special is probably a lot better than we gave it credit for, especially now, years later, at which point I have seen so much worse. <laughs> This one is strange, but I think that might be part of the charm. And now that I've actually seen it in Japanese too, I think it has more charm in the original Japanese. Either way, here's our review from 2017, and instead of just re-uploading the same review I released before, I dug out the old file and re-edited a longer, more podcasty cut from the same footage. I found it kind of funny that while I was digging out my old files for these next few months, some of them ended up being much longer than the reviews I put up on my YouTube channel. Sarah and I were basically podcasting before I ever started podcasting. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome back to Wonderland Wednesday. Today we're doing something a little bit different. We're looking at an episode of a TV show from the 1970s. But it's a Japanese TV show. It's called Sekai Mukashi Banashi. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm probably not, but... Anyways, it's... It sounded a, cool. It's a show about fairy tales, and every episode was a different fairy tale. And one of the episodes was Alice in Wonderland, so we thought we'd watch it. But, suffice it to say, I don't think we cared for it very much, because it was just... It was like they put the story in a blender and mixed it up. It was very different. I think one of the biggest problems here, and I could be wrong, is that they took a British story and I don't think that they understood it. And it, it's a kind of, it's hard enough for somebody in an English speaking country to dig into the story and understand what's going on, let alone such a different culture that wouldn't be as familiar with it. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland has a lot of wordplay in the story, and that all seemed to be completely lost, especially like with the caucus race, which they put towards the end of the story. Historical undertones. Yeah. That they, it just needed to be studied out more, and I think they were trying to kind of make it make sense for their culture, and it just didn't work. Mm -hmm. This was also very... It, 70s. It was a strange mashup between Eastern, Western, and 70s. And while I can mm -hmm. enjoy watching shows from the 70s, I think sometimes I tend to dislike cartoons. There's just something about the animation from that period, the colors, the feel. That it can, just had an odd look. It can rub me the wrong way. She did wear great boots, though. Loved the boots. She was wearing a dark 
70s type dress, which I realized not all the colors were dark, but it was kind of odd where you're used to Alice in a light blue with a little apron, and they changed that totally. Mm -hmm. Pretty much the only characters that we actually liked the look of were Alice and her sister. The rest of them were all really oddly designed, kind of some were kind of creepy and they were just weird weird looking not all of them were terrible but plenty of them were <laughs> yeah it just there were so many odd design choices that we didn't really care for it and the story itself was very dumbed down it had like a narrator explaining everything that was going on it, it felt like when we were kids the library had like books on tape like you follow the pages in the story and there was a narrator who read it it felt kind of like that and it just I don't know, it didn't work for me. I didn't care for that. It was one of the strangest things that happens off the bat. And I didn't like the rabbit, but when she follows the rabbit and she's in the hall of doors, which did they even have more than one door? There was a doorway that she wanted to get out and get into the beautiful garden. And it's interesting because the main, it almost seems like the main thrust of the cartoon is to her is for her to get into the beautiful garden. Yeah. Rather than, say, play croquet with the queen or meet the hatter or the March Hare or anything like that. Mm. And they didn't even include the Cheshire Cat, which is no, really yeah, that was really weird. strange. The Cheshire Cat was featured in like an illustration at the end, but he wasn't in the story itself. And he's so iconic. Another so, thing that I noticed was everybody seemed to live in the same house. Like, the Duchess and the Cook lived in the same house as the Mad Hatter and the March Hare. It was just like she went into the next room and found them. It was just really weird. Okay, I'm already getting confused. Um, okay, well, when she can't get into the garden, she starts to bawl. And it really bothers me because instead of just a cute little <laughs> that, you know, the actresses would normally do, she is... She's like full-on wailing, like halfway to a tantrum crying. Really, it's disturbing sounding crying. And on top of it, outside they have a rainstorm with lightning, like she's, they're showing a house with lightning and a rainstorm. Mm -hmm. Yes, it, I realize that rain is a big part of Japanese culture and they probably love gardens, so is this where some of this is playing in? Is there some Japanese symbolism with the, the lightning and thunder? I don't get it. Um, but it was really odd to us. Yeah, it was very strange to have her crying paired with the lightning and the rain. It almost made it seem like the rain was causing the river, even though they said it was her tears. Well, and maybe they were trying to indicate that something magical was happening now that she was crying. I don't know. But she actually washed up by the Duchess's house instead mm -hmm. of going into the garden with the caucus race and everything. And when she goes in, it's a tiny bit normal, but we noticed, like, with the, the cook and the duchess, they look very they Japanese look very Yeah, they look very much like in their animation. some sort of weird Surprise. anime characters. But they made them... The, the cook, I don't think I minded as much. The duchess... She looked like she was made of wood or something. Well, the end of her Just nose Just her skin weird. tone and her nose. And there was no baby. They completely cut that out. Yeah. And... It just, it, it didn't, it wasn't right. And then when she goes into 
another room of the house, which she's not even supposed to do really. You don't really see that. She is right there with the March Hare and the Mad Hatter and no Dormouse. There wasn't any Dormouse, was there? I don't think so. And the Mad Hatter is green. Like, his hair is green, his skin is green, and he's just disturbing. He looks like he's made of pistachio pudding or something. It's one that of, shade of green. One of the least attractive hatters I have seen so far. He's right up there with the guy with the huge nostrils. Yeah, he was not... Different video. He was not horrifyingly creepy, but he was not... He was nice unsettling. Yeah, he was unsettling. He was just weird. And not I, that anybody else looked normal. Nobody looked normal in this version. She looked pretty good, though. Well, I mean, the people in Wonderland. None of the right. people in Wonderland looked like they should have. They were all just sort of 70s sketch style. Not very well designed, in my opinion. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then what happened? After the mad tea party, she meets up with the caterpillar who's probably the least disturbing looking of all of them. He's still in a weird style, but he's not... He's almost cute, but not quite there, I thought. He was alright. And I find it interesting, and I'm noticing a trend, that they tend to make the caterpillar speak in a certain way. And I'm wondering if it's some kind of stereotype, or maybe they were imitating Disney... Yeah, maybe that really maybe know. that's all I was getting out of that because it sounded kind of like the Disney caterpillar from the old animated Alice in Wonderland, and they didn't have the your old father William, did they? No, it was just it was a quite pretty quick scene. I thought her talking about she isn't who she is, used to be or something. They must have liked the caterpillar to include him at all because they could have just taken whatever they wanted to. And you would think when they were obsessing over the garden thing, maybe they would pull out the talking flowers and make that happen. What's up with that? I don't know. Some version someday will have your flowers, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> you say so. Anyways, after the caterpillar, it was the caucus race for some reason. Which was so wrong because it made no sense the main thing was them you had looked like a mouse the griffin the mock turtle the mouse and the dodo all Just those four running in a all circle. racing in a circle arguing about who was winning they totally missed the whole political punny undertone mm -hmm. of that there was nothing to indicate the what the caucus race was actually supposed to represent. It was just a random scene thrown in for no reason. I guess they wanted to include it and maybe sort of make it make sense, but it, it was all wrong. Yeah. And it, then she wanders off and she's with the queen, with the cards, playing croquet with the hedgehogs. No Cheshire Cat. No. <laughs> and... It was a little, it was an obnoxious scene, but not in a pleasant way because I realized that the queen is supposed to be obnoxious. Mm -hmm. 
But the rabbit may have been just as obnoxious as the queen in that scene. I don't know, because he was blowing his horn really loudly. Yeah. And it wasn't... I don't think it was out of the book either, was it? I don't think so. He was just randomly blowing his horn. He was probably supposed to be funny. Supposed to be. <laughs> it didn't strike us that way. It struck us as more annoying than anything. Then the issue of the tarts comes up shortly mm -hmm. after that or during that. I don't know. Either way, they end up at a trial. They have Alice there as a witness, but none of it really makes a whole lot of sense. They have her getting bigger, which we've seen it where they didn't include that. And then they're talking about she's left, but she's towering over them. And then... And then she's the one in trouble because, I suppose, because... She, well, what, she because grew, she had left and because now she two was miles big. tall, whatever. And somewhere in there she makes the argument that they're just a pack of cards. And then... Yeah, she's... I don't know, she's towering over them. They're upset that she's towering over them. And then... I don't even remember what triggers the end, but suddenly the cards are all over top of her, showering down upon her, and then she's falling away into a swirling vortex of cards. Which I did not like. <laughs> a little bit disturbing. And then she wakes up or, on her sister's lap. I don't remember whether it was disturbing or not, but just not... I think it was disturbing slash unpleasant. Yeah. It could but, have been cute, or... Actually, it wasn't cute. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that's the end. She wakes up in her sister's lap then and tr tries to tell her about what just happened. Her sister was pretty. And that's about it. It's there's not there's not really much to say about it because it wasn't there wasn't that much to it. It was basically like a clip show of the adventures, very abbreviated and abridged. Just. I can't totally blame them, but if they had wanted to be dedicated to it, even if they couldn't do awesome animation, they could have taken the time to try and understand the story better. Which is a lesson for more than one culture anytime they're trying to tell a story mm -hmm. from another culture's perspective, you're just asking for it. If you're not digging into the details. And I have a feeling that this also suffered from the fact that they're making a show ostensibly for kids and they probably didn't think about adults watching it because I, I don't know back then in the 70s, 80s, some 90s, not too many people were thinking about television in let's make this for kids and their parents. Or let's make this so all ages can enjoy it. They're basically, this is a kid show, this is an adult show. And they kind of dumbed down a lot of things but from that's that what, time. That's what makes great stories. That's a good test of a children's story is a 35-year-old person sitting around reading it at night or watching it at night for therapy. Mm -hmm. Some of the best stories yeah. that I have read are children's stories. Mm -hmm. And this one... You really need to be doing it justice instead of dumbing it down because the more you dumb it down the more the story falls apart it's already strange yes. you might as well keep the meaning layered in yeah takeaway <clears throat> if you do want to watch this one if you love the 70s if you 
love Japanese animation, you might like it. And if you don't understand Alice in Wonderland in the first place, maybe you would like it. Yeah. But that aside, if you're going to get nerdy about it, it probably won't be your favorite either. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to this classic episode. Next week, we're going to keep the nostalgia train going with another episode I made in 2017. Also with Sarah, but this time her sister Shayna as well. Shayna hasn't done much in the way of movie reviews with me since the first year of my YouTube channel, so it was really fun to go back to this one. One of these days I should try to get her to do another episode with me. Either way, Sarah and Shayna will be joining me next week, and we're going to be looking at Alice in Wonderland as told by one of Shayna's favorite characters, Hello Kitty. So we'll see you next week for more of every version ever of Alice in Wonderland. Thanks for listening. <laughs>